2: There's been a lot of conversation lately about the rhetoric that's being used by the President of the United States of America, specifically after he has decided that we are domestic terrorists, the MAGA Republicans, right? And that recent rhetoric is something that actually isn't new. It's something he's been talking about and talking about conservatives this way for quite some time. People just don't want to go back in history and remember this. You may remember that back during the 2012 campaign, you, Mitt Romney, Joe Biden said, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, like the best ally of the Democratic Party in the Senate, would put people back in chains. Now, specifically at the time when that was said, he was trying to imply it was African Americans that would even be put back in chains, that he was some sort of racist. But this is something that has been consistent for this president. And going into the midterms, I think it also is now very clear. There is a civil war on voters. It's a civil war on conservative voters. Kathy Griffin, for example, is doing her part now to help Democrats escalate political rhetoric to a dangerous new level ahead of the midterm elections. Now, this is the same person that depicted uh, the beheading of Donald Trump holding up the head of Donald Trump with blood in the hair of Donald Trump and on the face. You may remember that people said, oh, OK, it crossed the line and they kind of canceled her, but not really. Now she's saying it will be a civil war if voters elect Republicans. And this goes back to the dog whistles coming from the president of the United States of America. How dare you attack me? How dare you attack my son? How dare you attack my integrity? And it's going to be a civil war if you guys win. Kathy Griffin, hearing that dog whistle, runs out there and says exactly the same thing. Now, you may roll your eyes at Kathy Griffin, okay? But you got to understand something here. She's really just taking the lead from other Democrats here, and she's taking the lead from the President of the United States of America. That's what you need to understand about this conversation. All right, but first, I want to tell you about the incredible company, Patriot Mobile. If you are like me and you're sick and tired of giving your money to companies that are fighting against your family values, fighting against your First and Second Amendment rights, trying to indoctrinate your kids, then you need to make the switch to the only Christian conservative cell phone company in the U.S., Now, they're not just a company that is a Christian conservative company. They actually take a part of your bill every month when you pay, and they use that money to fight for our First our Second Amendment rights. They use it to fight for the sanctity of life and for adoption services after we have had this big victory with Roe v. Wade. This is a company that's on the front lines fighting for our freedoms. That's why I want you to make the switch to Patriot Mobile, because every time you use your phone, you're going to be making a difference on these important issues. Now, it doesn't matter what your budget is. Patriot Mobile has incredible plans nationwide coverage that will work with your budget. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson and get in the fight and stand with a company that's fighting for your values. You can also call them right now, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Now, all you got to do is use the promo code FERGUSON to get free activation. Plus, special discounts are available for all veterans and first responders. So join the movement and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call 972-PATRIOT. You know, this is why this anti-Trump comedian tweeted what seemed like a threat of domestic violence if Democrats don't prevail in the midterms saying, quote, if you don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats in November. If you do want civil war, vote Republican. Now, that's really no different than the rhetoric that's been coming from the Democratic Party. Right. If you want to go to war with us, we'll go to war with you. It's exactly what we've seen them do to American voters and to parents at school board meetings calling us domestic terrorists. You understand from the president's speech the other night attacking MAGA Republicans, which is basically every Republican, except for the useful idiots like the Liz Cheney's and oddly enough, the Mitt Romney's. They're saying you better go along with us or there will be hell to pay. We will lock you up. In fact, we just saw the harassment, political harassment yet again of Steve Bannon, who has now been indicted. And will be arraigned this week in New York for the same exact thing that they tried to attack him of nationally that the president gave him a presidential pardon. Now, Griffin's tweet appears to be part of this left's now coordinated effort, as I mentioned a moment ago, to raise the political temperature to alarming levels through deliberately provocative language right ahead of the midterms when you can't run on the issues. You do what the Democrats are doing now. You know that the economy is bad. You know that people are unhappy. And what you do is you say the other side are domestic terrorists, so you better stick with us no matter what. This is, again, right after Joe Biden attacked Trump supporters, saying that we are domestic enemies, saying in that now infamous speech on Thursday that MAGA Republicans represent a threat to this country. Let me also say something about the backdrop. Uh, many people describe it as the, you know, look like he was at the gates of hell or it was Nazi Germany or it looked like what you'd see with Stalin or Mussolini or even in China. Right. I, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think it was an accident. I think it was clearly done on purpose when you set up big presidential events, certainly one as big as the speech that he gave on Thursday night. You're going to look at how it plays. You're going to look at the lighting. You're going to look at the camera angles. You're going to look at all of that. And I think all of this was actually done on purpose. It was to show a president that looked bold and powerful warning you of a threat. Instead of it being about Al Qaeda, what you're actually talking about here is half of America. In fact, MSNBC jumping on board recently claimed that a civil war is here. Citing Republican opposition to the FBI's Mar-a-Lago raid is the example that this is a civil war. Take a listen to this from MSNBC, taking their marching orders, obviously from the White House and their strategy.
1: And that if they do try to mobilize to violent action uh, like the person did last week in Cincinnati or someone tried to. uh, earlier this week in Pittsburgh and he was arrested.
2: There are consequences for those actions. You could be arrested for making threats and you clearly
4: will be arrested if you try to attack FBI personnel or or um, like in the
1: case of the Cincinnati person, attack an FBI field office. So this is not a consequence-free thing that people are engaged in. And if they're willing to go to the extreme levels, there will be consequences for that action.
6: You're saying, Tone, we have to deal with the rhetoric. And, you know, I agree with you, but it's not really rhetoric we can deal with. I mean, you have millions of people tuning into a propaganda network every night. And then, as if that were not bad enough, that's an extremist network itself. You have these fringe pop-up outlets. By
2: the way, she she just referred to Fox News Channel as an extremist network. This is the only way they figured out to try to get reelected. In November is to say the other side are terrorists. And describe Fox News Channel as an extremist network like Al Qaeda has their own newspaper, right? Like the Al Qaeda videos, the radical videos, they're they're saying that Fox News Channel is a domestic terrorist network. Understand this is the playbook now of the left
6: from OWN to Newsmax, um, then you have the social media component. That train has left the station. There is no let's deal with the rhetoric. At this point, I do think we have to have serious conversations around preparing for actual violence. Uh, People keep saying a civil war is coming. I would say a civil war is here, and I don't mean to be hyperbolic. We can look at what has happened just in the past week alone since all this has happened. We've had two people try to declare war with FBI field offices. I don't think at this point we're going to all pack up our bags and go home and sing kumbaya so from a law enforcement angle what would you recommend
2: by by the way this is the same network that praised the riots and the looting and the burning down of american cities at the hands of black lives matter and antifa these are the same networks that put the videos out there of them chanting what do we want dead cops and when do we want it now this is the same msnbc That not only went out there and, and advocated for this type of violence, but they also made sure that you knew how to donate to Black Lives Matter by putting up information on the screen about how you could help bail people out of jail that were being arrested in these Black Lives Matter protests. And they say, we're already in a civil war. Kathy Griffin saying, get ready for a civil war. Six years ago, this is the woman that held up what looked like a beheading of Donald Trump's face. Like she's a member of Al Qaeda. She's a member of ISIS. Showing a severed head. She's the one that endorsed political violence back then. In 2020, she advocated for the physical assault of then-President Donald Trump by tweeting that she wanted someone to stab the commander-in-chief with a syringe with nothing but air inside, which would be a potentially lethal act if it created an embolism. By the way, Twitter did not take down her Twitter account. They didn't take down any of it, right? She did delete the tweet following overwhelming negative reaction, but again, she's on the front lines now of the Democratic Party. But it's obvious now that this is a civil war in their minds. They're advocating, supporting, and hoping for violence. They're pre-planning their wording so that if one person in America does something, they can say, see, it's Donald Trump's fault. They have their fingers crossed, hoping that someone will do something or somebody will do something that is terrible. So that then when it happens, they can say, we told you so.
1: you get your podcast.
0: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
2: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
0: That we're valued that we're valuable you know we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven right mm. i'm constantly trying to go like how do i detach from my
4: from this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage it look like my baggage i mean i know oh, okay that's mine let's unpack that listen to on purpose with jay shetty on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts
2: biden's recent rhetoric Referring to you and I as domestic terrorists and, you know, trying to overthrow democracy and a threat to democracy, that we are no different than Al-Qaeda, is not new. It's the same guy that said that Mitt Romney was going to put people back in chains, clearly referring to African Americans at the time as a racial attack on him. That none of this is being done by accident. I want you to listen to part of a conversation John Roberts had this week talking about this with a congressman and i want you to hear their back and forth as they remind you of this rhetoric and what has actually come out from this white house and people need to remember that long before he was even the president this was the mo of senator and vice president joe
8: biden let's bring in florida republican congressman byron donalds congressman it's good to see you so president biden had a speech yesterday where he again ripped so-called MAGA republicans but he is now being very careful dialing it back a little bit not to paint all republicans with the same brush listen to what he's been saying i've been able to work with mainstream republicans my whole career but the extreme MAGA republicans in congress have chosen to go backwards full of anger violence hate and division but together We can. By the way, when's the
2: violence that he keeps talking about? If you notice, he he's now accusing MAGA Republicans not just being full of anger and division, but actual violence. When was the last time MAGA Republicans got together and burned a police car? When was the last time MAGA Republicans got together and held up, uh, uh, you know, what looks like the beheading of 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 a president like Kathy Griffin? When was the last time? Republicans, MAGA Republicans, torched an entire downtown area or went on a looting spree. When was the last time? Now, again, they're all going to, if you're a Democrat, the first thing you're going say is January the 6th. It was insurrection. How many, how many of those people had weapons? How many of those people brought guns? How many of those people were denounced by Republicans? By the way, MAGA Republicans instantly. See, January 6th is the opportunity for them. Because every time the Democrats do something like burn multiple cities in America, set up a new country in place like Seattle, right, where they, where they loot and burn and chant, what do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? They just point to January the 6th and say, you tried to overthrow the country. No, I did not. In fact, I denounced those people in real time and said they should be arrested in real time. I said they had nothing to do with what we actually believe in. I said it over and over and over and over and over again. And the reason why I said it over and over again is because I believed it. It's easy to say something over and over again if you believe what you're saying. Those were not MAGA Republicans. Some of those people genuinely made mistakes, got caught up in the action. Other people went in the Capitol. They decided to go in too. But bigger than that, right, much, 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 much bigger than that is the other issue here. Much bigger than that. And that is that this is not all Republicans. This is not all MAGA Republicans. And he keeps trying to say there's good Republicans. The same people that he claims now are good Republicans, the Liz Cheney, the Mitt Romney's world, are the same people that he said were the worst people in the world just five, six years ago. As he talks about, I work with the good Republicans, right? The useful idiots, the Mitt Romney's. Right? That's what he says. I I, I work with them, right? I'm 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 with, I can work with these people, not these MAGA Republicans. They're a threat to democracy. He's the one that said Mitt Romney was going to put people back in chains. This is a consistent part of the playbook of him, of Joe Biden. If there's anything that's been consistent in his career, it's doing exactly this right before him because he understands how important it is. When you can't run on the issues, This is how you talk when you can't run on the issues. This is how you this is how you sell the story. And you say that MAGA Republicans are filled with violence, even though you can't point to the violence. Oh, no, January the 6th. Again, that was a MAGA Republicans.
8: And we must choose a different path. He also said in that speech that America has been able to overcome challenges because it is a nation of unity, of hope, of optimism. And that's something that he pledged during his inaugural address. And I'm wondering, in the last 18 months, where is the unity The hope and the optimism been for a united america
7: there is no unity joe biden doesn't want unity what joe biden wants is for every american to bend the knee to his agenda what these senate democrats want is for you to do the same they don't want competition they don't want debate They want to actually squelch and put down free speech. That's why they're working with social media companies to stop Americans from actually communicating on a myriad of topics, including COVID-19. So this is where we are. People need to understand this. Joe Biden's idea of unity is you do it his way and then you don't challenge him because everybody sees it. Anytime he's challenged by a member of the press or even a citizen in the audience, what does he start doing? He starts yelling. He starts pointing, he starts pointing fingers. That's not leadership. That's demagoguery. That's actually an autocrat. And if you look at his actions, whether you want to talk about student loans or the fact that he ignores immigration law or anything else in between, this man does not care about the Constitution or the rule of law. Actually, Republicans do. That's why us MAGA Republicans, we are the ones fighting for the soul of America. We are the ones having to save America from Joe Biden and the Democrats.
2: He's right. And there's another part of this conversation that also I have to bring up, and that is if you think that you can separate yourself and be a different type of Republican than a, quote, MAGA Republican, you're an idiot. Because the same if you just become a Republican that they approve of, they're going to attack you as soon as they get rid of Donald Trump. And they're going to say, well, now you're no longer, you know, an acceptable Republican. This is the part that I, I, I didn't understand about Mitt Romney. You know, when Mitt Romney became the useful idiot of the left after he begged for a job from from then president elect Donald Trump, and he didn't get it. So then he was mad. Right. And he was like, I'm going to take my toys and go home and and you're not invited to my birthday party. And then he started attacking the president of the United States of America, and then he started undermining him. Same thing with Liz Cheney and others. you got to understand Liz Cheney even is an idiot. And here's why. Do you remember what Democrats said about Dick Cheney? They said Dick Cheney was like spawn of Satan. Like he was literally Satan reincarnated. Like he was the Satan of the Republican Party. Do you remember all of that? Like, how does Liz Cheney not remember what the go watch the movie about Dick Cheney, her own dad? And re, and, and yet she's sitting there wanting the acceptance of that party. Mitt Romney, the same thing. It's like Mitt Romney couldn't take the heat. Right. They attacked him. He lost an election. And and it's like they broke his soul. And they're like, all right, screw it. I'll be one of you now because I just want to be accepted. Right. That's all I want. I just want to be accepted. I want to be loved. And I want you people to love me. And so I'll become one of you because I just want to be in the cool kids club. It's not MAGA Republicans that they hate. It's Republicans. They may, they may change the name, right? They may rebrand it, but they hated the, the, the Republicans of the Dick Cheney era. They hated the Republican of, of Mitt Romney era. And now they hate the Republicans of Donald Trump. There is no separation between Dick Cheney. And the Republican Party then or now with the MAGA Republicans. You cannot there there are not two different Republican parties. Now there are sellouts. Okay, I, I will agree with that. There there absolutely are sellouts. There are there are the Dick Cheneys and the Mitt Romneys who couldn't who 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 did not have principles, right? Who did not have principles. And they, and they basically gave in to the pressure because they care so much about what people think about them. But if you think that you can change who you are and be different than a MAGA Republican, that somehow makes you a better person, you, you, you're, you're going to be accused of being the next evil person when the next Republican comes along.
8: Now, the president is trying to make this election all about President Trump uh, and not about him. And while he is leading the charge in terms of rhetoric, on the ground floor level, Democrats are spending millions of dollars trying to get elected in the primaries, candidates who have the imprimatur of Donald Trump as opposed to candidates that they think might be able to beat the Democrat in in November. You say that this is ripe for hypocrisy.
7: Of course it is, because they're telling the American people, oh, these, these, these Republicans are dangerous. But at the same time, who are they trying to support? America First Republicans, people who are committed conservatives, who are not interested in the games of Washington, D.C. They're interested about actually getting the job done for the American people. Because what the Democrats believe, I think it's wrong, but what they believe is, is that if you make Donald Trump the center of the ballot, they win and Republicans lose and they get to keep their majorities. But I got a funny thing to tell them. I <laughs> They're going to be flat wrong, because what the American people have seen in 19 months with Joe Biden at the helm is that the Democrat agenda has failed all Americans. Mm -hmm. And what people really want in our country, they want to go back to 2019 America, when our economy was growing, our streets were safe, our border was secure, our standing around the globe was number one, numero uno, and we actually had a president who was doing the job. You might have disagreed with something he tweeted here or there, but you knew the job was being done by the American. American president nobody has confidence in Joe Biden right now
8: you know what president Biden is doing uh, certainly uh, is, is, is not precedent-setting because he has a long and rich history of strident and divisive language this is call for number two control room let's go back to uh, 2012 uh, this is from August the 14th listen here Romney wants to let the he said in the first hundred days he's gonna let the big banks once again write their own rules unchain Wall Street
1: They're going to put y'all back in chains.
8: The now infamous comment, he's going to put y'all back in chains. I mean, this is something that this president does to try to demonize the other side and fire up the, the Democratic base.
7: Now, he does this all the time. This is more gaslighting from Joe Biden and, frankly, from a lot of these Democrats running for Senate. John Fetterman in Pennsylvania does the same thing, this kind of demonizing, this kind of gaslighting, as opposed to debating his opponent. By the way, John, you need to go debate Dr. Oz. If you're going to run for the United States Senate, debating the ideas is part of the job. But going back to Joe Biden, listen, this is the deal with him. He always does this when he's not getting his way. Because the man is not terribly bright, he's obviously wrong when it comes to all all the issues facing America and he's never actually had to hold a job in the real world and actually live up to the consequences of what he has actually done. It's time for America to turn the page that starts this November.
2: The point that this congressman made is the point that you need to remember going into the midterms. You are always going to be their enemy. There is no difference between one type of Republican and another. You're either a real conservative or you're a sellout. You're either an honest conservative or you're not. You're either a conservative that's a quote MAGA conservative or you are not a conservative. You are someone that has basically surrendered like Mitt Romney, like Liz Cheney. I'm going to put you all back in chains. That was in reference to Mitt Romney. Now, before I get into any more of the insanity of these people on the left that before they know anything, try to attack conservatives. I want to tell you real quick about legacy precious metals. You know what's happening with inflation. You know what's happening with people now talking about the idea of recession. You know what's happening with supply chain issues, and you know what's been happening with your retirement account. If you are not diversified with part of your financial strategy involving precious metals, now is the time to call the people that I use and trust legacy precious metals. You can get the free investor's guide on gold and silver precious metal investing and how to diversify your portfolio. We have seen that they want to raise taxes. We are seeing a skyrocketing of our national debt. And if your retirement is in only investments that are directly connected to the market, you need to take a look at legacy precious metals. Call and get the free investor's guide right now from them. one 751 Twenty two eighteen. That's one eight six six seven five one twenty two eighteen or online at Legacy PM Investments. That's legacy PM investments.com. You need to understand the reason why Joe Biden is implying that you're a domestic terrorist, and and this is also just from a policy standpoint, and why he is saying. MAGA 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 the reason why is because they polled this and they understand that MAGA has a negative connotation with independent voters they're very smart y'all you know, they're not stupid they understand what they're doing here right they they're very 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 intellectual they they understand polling and they understand polling data and they understand what it means okay like that that's part of what you need to understand here They really do get it, folks. They they really, really, really do. They really understand it. And they've realized that with independent voters who they're desperately trying to grab onto right now, they need a villain because they cannot run, as I mentioned a moment ago, on the issues. I'll give you an example of how bad the issues are. Look at California today. California has announced, after they announced last week that, hey, if you've got an electric vehicle, which we're demanding that you buy because we're no longer going to sell you gas vehicles and we're going to outlaw them in our state in a few years, uh, you can't actually charge them during the day. It's kind of a problem, right? We're now hearing about people that are stranded who are running out of electricity, and when they are running, run when they have run out of electricity, okay, one of the problems that they are having is that they're having to sit there because no one will allow them to charge their cars in the city, like at the charging stations. Well, now we've got phase two of this screw up in California. California is now experiencing blackouts as the power demand is hitting a new record. This is just breaking as you and I are, are, are talking right now. It says, quote, California is now experiencing limited power and outages as power demand has surged to record levels as the system reached its highest level of emergency alert. Though the state did not have to endure rolling blackouts thanks to conservation by consumers, but they are seeing, quote, limited power outages. According to the California Independent System Operator, ISO, power demand reached 52,000 megawatts by Tuesday evening, breaking a record that had stood since two thousand six as the state endured one of the longest and most intense heat waves in its history. California ISO tweeted out California's power grid peak demand is fifty-two zero six one. A new all-time record still holding in emergency A3. No load shed. Conservation is making a difference. Encouraging people, please turn off everything you can because otherwise we're screwed state issued a second consecutive emer- energy emergency alert and raised the alert to level three, the highest level they have, at which rolling blackouts are imminent. However, aside from load shedding, quote unquote, by some local authorities, there were no formal statewide blackouts. So the state, don't look at us. We're going to let the local communities decide how they want to do their blackouts in their local towns. The Los Angeles Times noted that there was some confusion between state and local authorities as to whether load shedding, meaning blackouts, had actually happened and who would be in charge. I'll give you an example. Palo Alto officials said around 7 o'clock that they had been cleared to restore power to about 1,700 customers after outages to meet the California ISO load shedding requirements, quote unquote. We did not order rotating outages. And Gonzalez, an ISO spokesman, said in an email to the Times last night saying, quote, we held an emergency energy alert three with no load shed and the alert ended at 8 p.m. The crisis, by the way, is not over. Authorities have issued another flex alert for Wednesday and Thursday, eight consecutive such alerts during which customers are urged to desperately conserve power, including not charging their electric vehicles. The alert will run, they say, every day from 4 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Energy demand is highest in the afternoon due to the heat. At the same time, power supplies experience a shortfall as solar energy begins to become unavailable, they're also saying. So even the solar power problems, right, which will save the world, are not working either. The state has moved rapidly, they say, towards solar and wind energy while closing natural gas and nuclear power plants leading to an energy crisis that officials must resolve as the state moves towards requiring all drivers to purchase electric vehicles. By the way, using 30% more power than the grid currently supplies when that change will be made. They also, as I mentioned, they closed all the natural gas and nuclear power plants because they wanted to be green. There are consequences for this type of religion, this green new religion. And so if you go back to Donald Trump and you go back to the conservatives and you want to know why they're calling us domestic terrorists, how do you run for re-election when this is what's happening? How do you run for re-election when you have a border crisis that's gotten so bad that they're now making fentanyl lace pills that look like candy? Just last week, for example, 13 migrants drowned last week at a single border crossing into Texas. The number of migrants who drowned during an illegal border crossing on Thursday rose to 13. The migrants were swept away from a large group of migrants by the swift currents of the Rio Grande, which has swollen from heavy rains. And this is what happens when you have a border crisis and an open border. Another migrant is dead and others critically injured as a motor stri- strikes a group in a Texas border town. Another example of the problems we're having at the border. Another illegal immigrant got 14 months in prison for assaulting a border agent in Arizona this week. Texas border sector chief warned of increasing dangers in the river area where nine drowned this week. Another example of how bad things are. 362 migrants crossed the swollen Rio Grande into the Texas border in one group this week and then walked over to Border Patrol and said, all right, we're here now. What are you going to do with us?" 52,000 migrants crossed one Texas border sector in August alone. These are what you would refer to as mass drownings, right? When you have nine migrants dead in a mass drowning incident from crossing the border, crossing the border river into Texas, nine people drowned, gone. You think this administration gives a crap? No, because they want to flood the country with prospective new voters. These open borders are enriching Mexican cartels. And they don't care. Texas police pilot, by the way, threw in an aerial human smuggling attempt near the border as well this week. And what happened? The government, the federal government, criticized him for doing so. And now we've got fentanyl pills coming across that look like candy in all different colors. They look like they're little candies. Because the more those pills are taken, whether it's a kid or an adult, And people die, it doesn't really matter. Because it's all about death, it's all about destruction. That's what this is. They really just don't care. Let me just give you another example of the insanity right now of the left, trying to figure out how to win this election. There was a conversation on The View where Whoopi Goldberg actually now is defending the White House press secretary in her tweets, claiming that Donald Trump and Brian Kemp stole the elections. And Whoopi Goldberg's fine with this. Now this, after Democrats are trying to convince you that Donald Trump's a threat to democracy because he refuses to admit that he, quote, lost the last election. So to Democrats, my question is, which one is it? Take a listen.
7: You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now. Yeah. Why so
5: let's, let's be really
0: clear that, that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have oh, been, I have ridiculous. been, well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it well, ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the, what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. What we are talking about right now is, let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021.
2: There it is, right? Let's go back to January th- 6. Everybody that's a MAGA Republicans in favor of January 6, even though the even though that's not the case. In fact, the mass majority of MAGA Republicans were denouncing January 6. And what was happening at the Capitol in real time on social media and on radio and on TV saying, you look at the tweets, look at the things that were being sent to the president from from people from like Sean Hannity on down saying you got to denounce this. Even the president's own kids were saying they're going to stick this on you if you don't denounce this. You've got to denounce this. Right. It was very clear how much they were saying. You've got to denounce this. Everybody was saying denounce it in real time. And now she's like, well, I didn't really say that. Yeah, you did. You absolutely did say this. You really did say it, okay? You actually said it, folks. And they're like, well, I was in the context of X. And listen to Whoopi Goldberg come out of this and defend the White House press secretary.
0: We saw an insurrection, a mob that was incited by the person who... uh, occupied this campus this facility at that time and it was an attack on our democracy let's not
3: forget people died that day and also let's also
1: remember that she was part of moveon.org she was not an elected official. Right. She was. She was doing her part as an American citizen, saying how she felt about an election, whether you like it or not. Everybody talks about. Everybody has the right freedom of speech. So that's the difference. Let's.
2: Uh, these people are totally insane. They will explain away everything. This is the same party. They couldn't even get baby formula fixed in the shortage. It's the same party. That blames Trump administration Republicans for everything while they can't even get clean water in places like Jackson, Mississippi. It's The same party that has lost control of every liberal city when it comes to violent and heinous crimes and then says, trust us, we'll figure out how to fight crime. You just got to vote for us again. We are at a, in a civil war right now in this country. I will agree with that. It's Democrats trying to destroy this country and fundamentally remake this country into something that we cannot recognize while destroying our democracy and our Constitution. I will agree that there is a civil war right now. It's the Democrats against our Constitution. It's against our freedoms. It's not not Republicans. It's Democrats, folks. It is Democrats. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. Please make sure you write us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast so that it will help us reach more people. And we will see you back here tomorrow.
0: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
2: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.